Just because you have a bid proposal that has everything qualified doesn't mean they're going to include in their contract. So mm-hmm. it's very important to read that contract to make sure that if not, a lot of times I'll ask some contractors, you're like, hey. Welcome to the Profit Dig Construction Show. We're here to talk about construction. We're here to make all your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as your dream is to be successful in the construction industry. Yes, sir. If that's not your dream, then you might this morning. I know. Uh, I had a customer the other day that said, Man, I don't know how to put this, but Profit Dig has made my bank account fatter, my wife better looking. Um, <laughs> My TV reception is better. Um, <laughs> is that right? Uh, I'm just, yeah. Just right. kidding. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm just going to sit here and Not about the watch. Account. I'm going to yeah. sit here and watch the meeting and let y'all take over. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, great discussion here, guys. We were talking about qualifying your bid. Yeah. Jeff Spencer, Jeff Gibbons. Great Chris. to see you, everybody. Yes, sir. Chris Point. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys take the takeaways that you're already knee deep in the discussion. Well, we, we, we were talking just a minute or two ago before we started recording, but Jeff had asked me some questions. So, uh, Jeff, you want to kind of go back over it again and we'll kind of start, start fresh. Yeah. Um, so, I guess one of the things I was curious to know about is, you know, obviously we, we know it's important to qualify your bids and right. make sure that you're excluding things so that you can protect yourself in the event that you do need to supply change order on a job right uh and if you don't catch those things in the bid process or explicitly state them you might receive you could be bound by a contractual agreement yeah they may say sorry yeah right? you, you agreed to do yeah, the you job agreed to do it and especially if you're a new contractor i mean and when you enter a contract with someone and you're bound by that contract, then when you receive that contract before you sign it, it, it is adamant that you read through it, especially when it comes to your scope of work, and make sure they've got everything qualified that that pertains to your bid and how you, you, you put your bid proposal together. Just because you have a bid proposal that has everything qualified doesn't mean they're going to include in your contract. So... Mm-hmm. It's very important to read that contract to make sure that if not, a lot of times I'll ask some contractors, you're like, hey, I don't necessarily see everything that was in here in my bid proposal. If you don't mind, I would like to add my bid proposal as exhibit A or exhibit B, C. You know, they may have three or four exhibits, you know, to your contract already. Mm -hmm. So just include it as the last exhibit. It doesn't matter where it comes into play, just as long as it's included in your contract. but if they've got your scope of work listed verbatim as what you sent them, there's no need to have your proposal as an exhibit because they've mm-hmm. got everything to agree to. Yeah. But like you and I was talking about earlier, you know, if you don't have a soils report, like you're a grading contractor, you don't have a soils report where they've either went out and done some test pits or they have core drilled this site or roadway, whatever it may be. It may be a combination of a site and roadway together, uh, sanitary sewer, storm, whatever that may be. If you don't know the potentiality of having a rock clause, or maybe there's rock there and you're not for sure about it, you know, you need to have a rock clause 
in play to where you can protect yourself because you know if they don't disclose everything they know about the site you know say they do have a soils report you know they want an all-inclusive bid <clears throat> now if they want an all-inclusive bid are they already providing the reports and samples and everything you need or is that some of that up to you as the contractor well it's it's up to to me as a contractor one second just to figure out where his fucking beach here. coming from what is going on here <laughs> red alert <laughs> the russians are here <laughs> a few minutes later yes we were talking jeff spencer about like something like a rock clause for example mm -hmm. in your bid or um you know you mentioned the term all-inclusive bid right and chris was wondering what is an all-inclusive bid well that means that you know you have bid this project <clears throat> whatever may come from when you start that project's on you. you you've told the developer or you've told the owner or you've told the gc through your bid proposal and your qualifications you know is like i see the existing conditions i see proposed uh, conditions and what they're supposed to be and I can get you from point A to point B for X amount of dollars so if you hit rock and you did not qualify your job you know that you don't you don't have any rock excavation then you've got to excavate that rock whether it be blasting hoe ram drum cutter whatever it may be you've got to take care of that rock at your own expense but if you're in that situation you already have a pretty good idea what type of rock or the quantity of rock you're going to be removing or no? Not necessarily. Not if you do not have a soils report. Okay, well, right. Right. If you have soils report, you know, they're going to come out here on this site and they're going to do, you know, strategic core drills or test pits. You know, that may be six, there may be 10, there may be 20, depending on the size of the site. So it's physically <clears throat> drilling. They drill, it's yeah. Like sonar. Or, or something. No, or they can actually take an, an excavator out there, mini X, backhoe, uh, large excavator, and they can dig down and they can do a soils report. You know, they'll they'll classify the dirt as it goes down. You know, core drilling to me is the simplest way to do it. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you, you know, if you got organics, how thick your topsoil is, what type of clay, is it lean, fat clay, you know, whatever types of clay you have, is it fill material? And film material could be anything. You know, maybe this site right here 30, 40 years ago was a hole in the ground and people have used it over time to dump material in as a dump site. It may be rock, it may be dirt, it may be a mixture. And <laughs> right, exactly. TVs. <clears throat> TVs. Right. And then <laughs> a lot of times you'll get on your like uh, core drill on your soils report, they'll have auger refusal, which means that they have hit something they cannot drill through. Sometimes it'll say limestone at 12 feet or auger refusal at 12 feet. Auger refusal doesn't necessarily mean it's limestone. It just means it's something they cannot dig through. Okay. And then when you get to a point, they say limestone hit at such and such footage. And so just to be clear, when you say it's something you can't dig through, does that imply that you're going to have to do some blasting? There's a good chance. But, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of what's there. You know, they may have auger refusal here. In 40 feet over here, they may go 10 feet past what they did here. You know, they may come over here. They had auger refusal right here at six feet. They may come 30 feet this way and have auger refusal at three feet. So it's, 
It's better than no data. Right. But and, you'd still but, guesswork. Right? But me, if I start seeing stuff like that, you know, and I'm having hit or miss, you know, auger refusals here and there, that tells me that, you know, there's pinnacle rock in here. You know, there's rock that's protruding from beneath. You've got areas in between. And, and we've done that before. We've actually went in and, and, and on some sites that have pinnacle rock. We've dug out around it. It looks like towers. We just leave the towers standing up. Then we get down in there at the whole round, we bust them up, get rid of them, you know, whatever it may be, you know, to get them out of the way. It's cheaper to do that than it is to mass blast the whole site. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but there again, it's all, every site's different. You've got to figure out your approach to that site, what you think the best way for you to attack it. And you've got five, six, seven other people out there bidding against you that's putting their best strategy together. And that's where qualifying your bid comes into play. I got you. So... To me, just because you have a bid proposal out there, I mean, if you need to attach two or three pages behind that bid proposal, giving qualifications of what got you to the point of giving this number to do this project. You know, this, you know, I have arrived at this on a sanitary sewer because of this, this, and this. I've arrived at this on the grade work, you know, because of this, this, and this. Anything that, that, that may differ from what I have qualified in my bid will have to be done at an extra cost. You know, let them know that. You know, this is the point I stop at. Mm-hmm. They've got to know where you stop at. And if they want more for less money, then you need to give me more information. Absolutely. So from a, a GC's perspective, is, is there any kind of stigma around being too verbose in your exclusions and qualifications or no i mean not i mean you don't want to write a damn book you know to where they can't they're, they're going to throw you a bit out yeah but if you need to have a page or two and a larger job it's not going to be unheard of to have a couple of pages of qualifications mm-hmm. attached with your itemized bid proposal mm-hmm. yeah. you know just like profit dig you know i mean we give you the opportunity to add your exclusions and qualifications that gives you a brief understanding of what you got but, you know, when it comes down to it, I would get on my, my word and I'd, I'd write a little letter. You know, I'd, I'd grading, erosion control, grading, storm drainage, have that, you know, header under here, my utilities, you know, whatever else may go, you know, have it kind of broken out to give them a description of, hey, this is how I got here. Mm-hmm. You can actually save those in their own templates. in Right, exactly, yes. But, you know, you can you can... You can overqualify a project, but it's hard to overqualify a project. But just make sure that you're qualifying a project enough to protect yourself. It's a CYA factor. Sure. And if you're working like in a metropolitan area, like a downtown area, you know, then I don't mind writing three or four pages to qualify, you know, hey, this is where I'm at. This is why my price is where it is. And you may be the highest bidder out there, but the GC may read your scope <clears throat> and your qualifications. And like you know, I trust this guy. He's looked He's at really these drawings. At the He's looked at yeah. this project. Yeah. He's looked at you know the worst case scenario or possible scenarios, and this is how he's arrived at his number. I think he's going to be the most qualified. Yeah, that he may not be the cheapest. So not adequately adequately doing your qualifications can actually work against you then because mm-hmm. it, it makes you look less professional. Can be less professional. Right. Yeah. We probably need to wrap this one up, y'all. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll wrap it it's up. Been a good All right, guys. All right. Yeah. Hey, qualify your bid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we've worked that.
Yeah. And if you find this kind of information yeah, no, no. useful, please follow this channel, like yeah. us, you know, subscribe, yeah. whatever. You know, help us out. We appreciate it. That's right. We'll Thank see you, guys. Time. See you. Later.